This is the first fourth Thursday of 2022. And that means that this is homepage radio. And my name is Duo Dickinson. And in that first, or well, in that fourth Thursday of every month, we talk about all things home. We talk about uh, not just about things like DIY or the incredibly hot and hostile uh, real estate market. We also try to talk about the things that um, people value because homes are the one universal thing every human being has, whether it's the backseat of a car, whether it's a McMansion or a basement. Everybody lives somewhere in the world. And because everybody is also unique, every home is their home and therefore it's unique. So that's why we're here on Homepage Radio every month. And in the incredibly amazing, for the billionth time, studios of WPKN, the greatest radio station on the planet, not only did Martha Willett Lewis say that, but also the New Yorker magazine said that, I am uh, joined, as always, with Rod Richardson. Rod, how are you? I am fine, Joe. How are you? Well, I was mentioning to you that it almost seems normal to be here. Almost is a very large word. (laughs) And it has a descending irregularity as time goes by. There you go. There we are. Well, this is a strange program in that it's not just about homes. It's really about everything. But this home show, homepage show, was triggered by one simple fact, that the great architect, who is probably the only name architect that almost everybody knows, uh, outside of maybe Frank Gehry and Frank Lloyd Wright, who's long dead, is was the wonderful Zaha Hadid. And she was this wonderful uh, Persian architect who made incredible buildings uh, based on no experience with, you know, some huge firm somewhere. She just entered a ton of competitions when she was very young, won a bunch of the competitions, and people were attracted to her, and she made incredible work. She did that for, you know, maybe 30 years. And then she tragically, sadly, died young in her 60s. And that was sad. But she had a f- big uh, office left behind, and they were doing great work. And uh, I just found out that last week it was revealed that her office, and you have to say it's the office of Zaha Hadid, um, the, her office pays her foundation, meaning that there are people that run whatever estate she had. She's ob- That firm is obligated to pay was obligated to pay $16 million for just the use of her name only, her own firm that she created. So everywhere in the world, and you see these incredibly zoomy, fun, crazy buildings that she would make, always created by Zaha Hadid, the Hadid design. That reality of the building and the person somehow being inextricably conjoined was deemed to be inadequate. And $16 million was needed for that firm to make sure that they had credibility. And that led me to think about one thing. And this is a different thing for uh, Homepage Radio a little bit, which is just the word branding, your brand. Well, in Connecticut, of course, we're all obsessed with residential architecture or, or residential uh, sales in, in the real estate, crazy real estate market up or down or in between. And, and we've actually branded everything in that. I mean, you think about what a, with their colonials and contemporaries and arts and crafts, Victorian, all these and now net zero homes. And this really happened after World War II, where people were in competition to buy and sell things. And so that branding, that marketing, that PR overwhelms what each individual home site and family is that's doing the selling. It becomes then you're buying a Chevy or a quarter pounder with cheese or your socks. It's not about a home, a site, a place, you, them. It's about a thing. So that thingness, that reduction of design, creating style over substance and reducing the joys of the creative mess that the people that want something, the people that design something, the people that build things, the community therein, all those things that make each and 
everything that is made or remade, like the studios are sitting in, a completely unique thing is essentially devalued and denied by the idea that the most important thing is branding for the designer. Now, I only say this because really uh, it has been a growth industry to have people, some of which whom are architects or not, essentially sell their services in seminars and trainings and in any books, anything that they can do, sell the idea that you can dissociate what you do and celebrate who you are to get more projects, which is kind of a weird oxymoron in architecture. I mean, I could see it very much so uh, in different situations where you want to sell a product and the product has to be cool. And so you figure out how to market the pet rock or figure out how to make uh, the latest product really cool, like Cheese Whiz or something else that, that will capture people's imagination so that you can actually sell that thing. But architecture, especially our homes, are not things. They're actually the results of processes in humans and situations that are inevitably unique. So dumbing it down to branding a designer or branding a building is a convenient way to essentially lose the ineffable joy of making things that is true whether we are painting an apartment our favorite color or we see a chair we like and it says something to us and so we, we, we take it off the street and put it in our, our room. That personal empowerment of personal choice is kind of overwhelmed by the idea of what is cool or hip or possible. So I think that when I hear that Zaha Hadid's firm spent $16 million simply to use the name of the person whose buildings they pretty much all participated in making and will want to continue to participate in making, that buying her name versus actually executing her designs and making new designs based on their identity, buying that name to me just extends inhumanity beyond the grave. Architecture becomes no different from Nike. That dehumanization to me is why I wanted to do a homepage radio show called Brand Home. So joining us on this show, joining us will be one of the creators of Common Edge Collaborative and my editor there, Martin Peterson, and he was also the executive editor at Metrop Metropolitan Home, a Boston architect, one of the great architects in the country, Jeremiah Eck will be joining us from a distant shore, so beware, he might be on a cell phone. He's written several books, and he's, he's also one of the co-founders with me of the Congress of Residential Architecture. And lastly, uh, David Andriazzi will be uh, talking to us from Rhode Island, who has worked with many organizations to create images of architecture that are greater than any individual. Those three people, I think, will actually give us insights into this weird relationship between the extremely human reality of making something a home and the inhuman reality of branding it, the designer and everything else. So join us, join us on homepage radio when we call up Jeremiah Eck. Welcome back to Homepage Radio. My name is Duo Dickinson, and this is WPKN 89.5 on your FM readout. And once a month, uh, Homepage Radio deals with homes, but it also deals with just design in general. And last week, I found out that um, Zaha Hadid's firm ends up paying $16 million to use her name, even though they're the same firm that made all the buildings that has her name on them anyway. Well, that branding, that appropriation purchasing of a name as, in effect, validating creativity and validating um, relevance, to me is um, 
pretty inhuman and also kind of just odd, but normal, I think, to try to sell, sell, sell. And I, I wrote an article yesterday, actually, for, for the Common Edge Collaborative. We'll be joined by Martin Peterson, their, one of their creators. And in it, I, I, I did locate a webinar, and it said, uh, its title was, Building an Unforgettable Personal Brand. And according to the site, this workshop is designed to help people like you who want to build a brand under your personal name and attract your ideal clients in your industry. Directed to architects, the idea that somehow you could define yourself as a human that would be far in excess of anything you'd ever do as an architect and make people want to hire you. Well, that's seemingly completely reversed of the way people think about architecture. But one of the people I know that knows more about architecture than I do and also knows more, I think, about the human condition and the way people use architects really all over the country and the world, is writer and architect Jeremiah Eck. Jeremiah, how are you? I'm fine. I'm not sure I know much about the human condition, but I'll, I'll go with that. Well, you are a human last time I checked, right? <laughs> That's true. I haven't seen you in a while. You could have changed. And, and he is a, he's a fellow in the AIA like me, which is sad for him. And he's also a, a senior partner in Eck McNeely Architects in Boston. Where, and by the way, where are you now, Jeremiah? I'm in a little town in Maine called Cornish, and I'm uh, on my way up to visit a site, by the way. There you go. There you go. He's also written The Distinctive Home and the Face of Home for Taunton Press, um, and uh, recently The House in the Landscape, Citing Your Home Naturally from the Princeton Press. And he was also with me and, and Dennis Wedlick. We were we created something called the Congress of Residential Architecture about 25 years ago where we tried to essentially reveal to people that uh, homes were different than other things and that people that made homes were interesting and special people. But that is not why I'm calling you. I'm calling you, Jeremiah, asking one really quick question, and I, 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 anything you can offer is great. What is branding for architects? Well, you know, honestly, I don't think the notion of branding is a new one. It's probably as old as people's ability to communicate. Uh, it's, you know, it's really about trying to get your name out in front of others. It's a kind of reputation in a sort of funny way. Unfortunately, I think it's wrapped up uh, in what I call the digital age, the Internet age. I'm sure you've had this experience. I've had it just recently where clients look on the Internet uh, Pinterest, all the rest, try to find a bunch of pictures and then come to you and say, this is what I want. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's a kind of wrapped up in branding in a way. So if you can get your Zaha Hadid or Frank Gehry photo out there and people <laughs> latch on to that, uh, it becomes almost a legitimacy for process. And I think the danger, the downside is, uh, you know, everybody needs marketing and branding, so to speak, is, I hate the term, but it, it is one of the ways in which people get to be known uh, mm -hmm. so that they can, in fact, be hired. I mean, that is what we like to do. Um, but I think the downside of the danger is that the branding gets out, of the, gets out in front of the process to the point where what you are actually as a practitioner is hidden in a certain funny way. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's kind of wrapped up in what I said earlier is that if people, uh, if you can't show or people don't understand the process by which you get to a product, i.e. architecture or home or whatever you, whatever that product is, if they don't understand that, if you can't show them in a meaningful way, and if your process isn't any good, then who the hell cares what your brand is? Mm. Yeah, You know, in some ways, uh, people with good brands like Zaha and the rest are hired because I think in some kind of funny way, people don't want to go through that process. They want to just have that thing that they see uh, without any context whatsoever. Well, I think the idea of commodifying architecture is always this bizarre reality. And it's almost most grotesquely um, distilled in home marketing and home design where 
uh, endless typologies, quote unquote, styles. And we'll be talking to David Andriozzi, who spent his whole life dealing with the word style uh, at the end of this show. Um, these styles, these brands end up, I think, uh, changing the perception of humans into products themselves. And I know you've written books, I've written books, and I think if you write serious books and there's a publisher behind it, there's a PR firm that's always, almost always involved. And in having a PR firm review you as a way to market the book says to said to me that what I did had more importance to some than the people I served, the sites I was on, the things I made. And the, to me, there is a loss. When you were writing books, did you, did you kind of get that flavor that you were essentially a product yourself? Well, yeah, to some extent. But I, I want to go back just briefly to what this notion of style, because I think it's extremely important. I mean, mm. I've written a number of times and believe firmly that you, you don't start with a style, you end with a style. Right. And I, you know, I tell this to clients all the time, they're not going to bring something from the internet in and say, this is what I want. It has to come out of what you want in a way. Did I feel uh, like I was being marketed in a sense, sense as some kind of product? Yeah, I guess, because those people had to sell their books, right? Right. And, you know, my book represented something to them, uh, you know, for me, it was the hope that the book said something to the greater, the greater good about homes. For them, it was probably, yeah. gee, I need to sell these books so I can make a living. <laughs> yes. So we're all wrapped up in this, uh, in you know, the age of uh, interconnectivity. But I think, uh, again, it goes back to the very first question you asked about branding. I, I do think that's a dangerous, I don't think it's, it's, Unusual or, or new, but I think it can get out in front of itself to the point where you uh, are no longer actually looking at the process of how you get to somewhere. You know, it's like I was just at the dentist the other day, and, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> does my dentist have a brand? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or is he is he just gonna you know fix the tooth? It's got a problem as he does on all cases, I hope. And you know, that kind of funny way, that's what architects have to do too. But branding can, in some way, get in your way. Well, what's very interesting is that the, the, that uh, the the constant mantra of the branding, um, big branding, the industry is that through only through branding will you find the quote unquote ideal client. And I was debating with somebody on the internet about the article I just wrote. And I said, basically, so do doctors have ideal clients? I said, are there, are there buildings that are made that, that are ideal because everybody gets along so well? I said, is it, is difficulty and maybe even conflict and even just listening and, and dealing with unforeseen truths is that not ideal? I don't know about you, Jeremiah, but I've never had a, a home that didn't have an amazing confluence of the personalities of the owner, the builder, and the irregularities and interest of the site. I mean, they're all extremely idiosyncratic to me. Do you find that to be true? Well, I've, I've you know, I've always thought that uh, the process of doing a home duo, it was a bit like crossing a field of landmines. And, uh, <laughs> You, you sometimes can get across with no problem whatsoever. Uh, on the other hand, you may get across with, a, with you know, one less arm or leg in the, process, <laughs> in, in the process. And that's okay. I mean, that's exactly what the world, you know, that's life. Yeah. I don't think every client comes to us with the perfect idea about how to get there. Some think they do. Some don't. Some are, are better than others. But I think in the end, the best clients are the ones that allow you to do what you uh, know how to do best. Much like when I go to my dentist, I don't try to tell him how to do it. You know, right. I say, you know, I, I hope that you're good at what you do and please go forward. <laughs> Homes are wrapped up though an awful lot of subjectivity and it's a big investment. We all know that. And yep. uh, people are going to, people have deep seated cares about what this thing will be. And so they have to, you have to build trust. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't think branding, you know, branding is only the start. Really. I agree with that. And I don't necessarily 
have a problem with having a brand. I don't, although I hope my brand is more about good work than it is about some image of something yeah. that somebody going to want once again somewhere. But right? I, I often think of you, Jeremiah, as something that has really good hair, though. So that 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 could be part, that that actually could be part of your brand. I think. It, when, well, you know, I used to run a program at Harvard called Career Discovery. It was about it was for people who wanted to th- think they wanted to be architects. And right. every year we'd have an evaluation and you know the evaluations were always very interesting you know this lecture was good that lecture was good you might want to do this you want to do that one year though one of the most outstanding ones was that we loved jeremiah's hair (laughs) so so much so much for my educational (laughs) attempts well i know how much effort you put into it so i'm glad that's being rewarded i believe me there's less and less of it for me but um the last thing I'm going to ask you, and I really want you to pull back and not be an architect and just be a human and you know, being someone like me who's sort of a superannuated human and say, what does this, and I think it is relatively new, not the act of branding, but this internet sort of a, a flood of the idea of manifesting yourself, no matter what you're doing in a quote unquote brand or branding. What do you think that says about our culture and where we're going? Just the idea of branding. Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? I think, you know, it's all about imagery now. It's all about, uh, uh, and, 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 and I think in, in some ways it wrapped up to exactly what I said in the very first instance. We live in this age in which it's all instant. It's all image. It's all this. It's all that. And, uh, mm. you know, somehow, somehow we have to get around that. And whether we will, whether we're on our way on a downward spiral or whether somehow this is just a phase, I, I simply don't know. I did read the other day that a number of people now are throwing away their their smartphones mm. and going back to just text and calling. And secondly, if they have any serious business, they do it on their laptop or their computer, mm. which, you know, is a way of reflecting again, which I think we all have to do. Is, is If we don't stop and think about who we are and where we're going and how we get there and, and life isn't perfect, I think this image notion of branding is a dangerous one ultimately if it goes too far but who knows right? it's great to talk to you old friend we don't see yeah. each other enough right. and and thank you Indeed. for being on homepage radio say hello to martin and david i sure will hey right. uh when we return uh homepage radio is going to talk to one of the great thinkers i think of architecture that there is which is martin peterson who helped create uh, the common edge collaborative and I'm going to be talking to him not just about an architect's view of this, but as a journalist's view in terms of because he's done journalism for goodness, maybe 40 years. And where does this all relate to how we, me, us, anyone is perceived when somehow a brand is either expected or missed? This is Duo Dickinson on Homepage Radio, WPKN 89.5 FM. This is Duo Dickinson. I'm an architect, and once a month, every fourth Thursday of every month, I am live on the radio WPKN doing a show called Homepage, which is about homes, home design, and basically design in general, but really focusing on the fact that homes are the extension of every single one of us. Therefore, they're universal, but also simultaneously idiosyncratic. So it's a, it's a, it's a broad brush. And it's only possible to present this broad brush because of this radio station, WPKN. And if you don't know anything about it, I would beg you, literally beg you to go to the website. Just just type into your little machine there, WPKN, and it will pop up. WPKN, and it will pop up. And in there, there'll be enormous opportunities for you to contribute, not necessarily money, just talent, expertise, thoughts, And also the ability to integrate with one of the great exercises, I think, in personal expression and community creation, which is community-based radio. No advertising, all supported by individuals and some institutions, but community radio, WPKN in Bridgeport. And I hope you will look it up no matter where you're listening from. Well, this show, this homepage, 
is basically called home branding or home brand. It's basically about branding. And it's because a week ago I saw that um, an architect, very famous architect, Zahadid's firm, consess successor firm after her death has decided to spend $16 million to maintain her name as part of their reality as a company. And that was obviously considered thought thought about and done because that branding of a name to buildings that involve years of processes, lots of different inputs, budgeting, humans, cultures, sites, all those incredibly distinctive and different realities, those all needed to somehow receive the benefit of having the marketing potential of just a name. Well, the, I did a little research on that. Why would that be? Because there's this whole world that has come into the into being, which is the branding group of of humans for everything. It doesn't matter if it's architecture, it's it's everything. And and it was brought up to me that in 2008 the world economy crashed. When the world economy crashed, literally thousands of unemployed architects decided to design for themselves and other people using their laptops wherever they were, and they created firms, which were them. And those firms had no distinction, no history, no anything. And I think the normal human thing is, well, how do I get noticed and how do we get clients? So in 2016, Lindsey Kramer offered a book or a website called The Complete Guide to Architect Branding. And basically, she just said that there are no wrong answers in finding a brand identity, which is all true. But the reality of needing work to the point of inventing value by image, as Jeremiah Eck was just saying, puts the cart before the horse. Because even though architects, the IA, magazines, institutions promote buildings as these icons of perfection and often in just straight up two-dimensional formats, that, that imagery is not the humans that are involved. There's always an architect, a client, builder, town, community, and site. So the other thing that exists in all of architecture is how it's portrayed. And one of the most, I would say, experienced, thoughtful, and I would say even um, renegade presences in how architecture is portrayed is Martin Peterson. Welcome again to Homepage Radio, Martin. Well, it's good to talk to you always. Well, are you in New Orleans or New York? I am in New York, cold, blustery New York, getting ready for the nor'easter that we're going to get this uh, weekend. There you go. And and he is a, obviously a writer and created Homepage Radio. Not Homepage Radio. He did, he did not do I did that. He, he created Common Edge, the, the Common Edge Collaborative, but he was also the executive editor at um, Metropolis Magazine for, what, over 20 years, right, Martin? Uh, about 14 years, okay. 15 years. A long time. A long time, a long it, time to see the, the rise and demise of Zaha. There you go. There you go. Rise and demise. That's it, And she continues to rise in glory in her branding. So um, I'm just going to ask you a dumb question because I think you know this better than almost anybody I know because you're, you're not an architect. Why are architects so focused on defining themselves? Well, I mean, the reason, the same reason that other brands in a crowded marketplace concoct uh, advertising and branding campaigns to distinguish themselves. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's crowded and there's a lot of voices. And what, what distinguishes you from everybody else? Uh, architecture, architecture is no different in that regard. It is ultimately a marketplace. Uh, as you will know. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I'm, a, I'm a client and I want to hire an architect, but I don't know anything about architecture. Uh, well, you know, here we are. So <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how, do you, how do you stand out? Um, so, I, you know, again, I think it's this, you know, architecture doesn't, you know, it doesn't, doesn't work in a vacuum. It's part of a huge economic marketplace and uh, branding is a part of that. And it always has been. Yeah. I just think the tools are just more ubiquitous now. So it seems like branding is ever present and in your face. I just think it's just so pervasive because of social media. You know, there's another thing which is pervasive, which is 
and it's a complement, a corollary. Maybe they feed on each other. Maybe they are the same, which is uh, this entire, I don't know what you'd call it, screed filter of quote unquote style. And in homes, and that this is homepage radio, the idea of all these variations on historic and also just human styles from, you know, colonial here in Connecticut to a Mesa out in, not a Mesa, to a, to a, a ranchette in, in Texas, to a bungalow in Seattle, these historic building types that have their bona fides and value, value for people thinking of buying a home. I mean, those things to me uh, quantify and objectify something which is exquisitely human, which is the creation of a home. Because if you're thinking about having an architect, you're not thinking about buying a thing. You're thinking about creating something from nothing. And is branding, is this idea of branding, is this illegitimate because of the idiosyncratic nature of the unique process of every single building project? If you're there. Well, I think we lost Martin and we will, we will get back to him. He's oh, Martin. You're back. Oh, we're, we're, you know, this is the, this is the joys of live radio where you end up having a great conversation with somebody and it, and it drops out. I was just actually myself in a, I was the host of a seminar and the seminar was going so well that I could be completely out of touch for five minutes and no one noticed which I guess is sort of like having children when the children uh, are adults and are behaving well and you're not there and unnoticed, I guess that means you're a success. But this show on home Beach radio is about branding. And I was just asking Martin Peterson, who was, who was the editor of uh, Metropolis magazine. And I'm going to ask him now because Martin is going to be back with us right now. So, so Martin, it's so glad to get you back from the ether, from the yes. weird, weirdness of live yeah, radio. Exactly. Uh, don't I you love it? I know. Just, yeah. just, you know, the gods of temporal connection decided to give us a break and now we're back. And I was going to have you um, comment on the fact that style, quote unquote style, this idea that there is something that is, you know, not historicist, but modern or something that is truly historicist and therefore Victorian, but maybe made yesterday that this, this idea of having a thing out of a process is style branding or of, or not? Um, style is part of branding. It's not, it's, it's not, they're not synonymous with each other. Right. Uh, you know, as the style, I mean, Zaha Hadid uh, had had a, an expressive architectural style. That's part of her brand, but she also was an expressive, charismatic, compelling person. Right. That's also part of her brand. She also had a cool name. That's also <laughs> part of her brand. Uh, it, it all it all comes together in some varying combinations depending on the person. So uh, there's not one thing. It's not all style. It's not all name. Uh, it's not all personality. It's some, you know, very idiosyncratic mixture of each with, with, with each architect. You know, I can say this to you because I think you've, you've seen it from afar, um, as opposed to the architects that are on the, uh, going to be on the show today, including myself that are day to day, you know, trying to make things happen. And, and part of that is being around enough to be available to consider being an architect for a project by people that have money that want to make something beyond getting the job. The thing about, um, I think branding is, is to me that you will end up as Jeremiah was saying that there is this idea that you will end up not being able to do who you are because who you are is being made up by other people. And so is that just simply a result of every human's desire to control what their outcomes are and the fact that in trying to control how we are viewed as being branding ourselves is that is that just for everyone forget about creatives and other things that's a good question i mean uh, you know i guess you're asking you know ultimately are we all brands today right, right. um uh Sadly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I just, yeah. I mean, uh, we we all have some sort. I mean, if well, I mean, I, if if you're involved in anything, and I'm you know loosely defined as a cultural endeavor, hmm. you know, that's a musician, a writer, an architect, a designer, a fine artist, what a, a politician, somebody that sort of is attempting to gain currency in the zeitgeist, in the culture, then you do have a brand, whether you know it or not. Mm. And, and, and it's in your Facebook posts, it's in your Instagram posts, mm. it's on your Twitter feed. Uh, it's all, it's all, it's all there. Um, yeah. Whether, whether you're consciously crafting it or not. Well, I appreciate the time you took to be with us today, Martin, and I really appreciate you publishing my work. If, if you haven't gone to the Common Edge Collaborative, it's everywhere on the internet, and I'm favored to write for them about once a month, and and my piece in this month's uh, uh, Common Edge magazine or website is called Branding is Not Architecture, and I really thank you, Martin, for your work in sort of demystifying so much about what I've done my entire life. Thank you so much, Do I appreciate your contributions to our site. It's commonedge.org. Commonedge.org. And look it up now because it actually is pretty awesome. So when we come back, we're, you, oh, anytime. When we come back, we'll be talking to David Andriazzi, who's an architect from Rhode Island, uh, who has been deeply involved his entire career in actually making something more out of architecture than just him, his practice, and his work, thinking about the greater meanings in what buildings are. And he's also done a darn num- a darn lot of houses uh, through his career, and I think he might have some insights on that too. So when we come back, David Andriazzi, architect on Homepage Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to Homepage Radio. My name is Duo Dickinson, and I'm an architect. Written some, but mostly designed a whole bunch of houses over the last 40 years, renovated as well as new. And part of that reality is that I helped create, along with the incredibly wonderful Benny Klein, who you can hear every week on home uh, on WPKN, but also... Uh, she has got an enormous stack of recordings available on the WPKN website of her shows and other things. We created something called Homepage Radio that's about homes. And this is, our, I think, our fourth or fifth year. And if you wanted to see anything that has been um, recorded, we have over 50 podcasts available on the WPKN website. So one of the reasons to go to the PKN website is to listen to all the podcasts that are there of many different shows. And... This show, this particular show, is a little different in that rather than just be about homes, it's also about something that affects everything, but really in the last 20 years, perhaps, because of the internet, has come to fore in architecture. Now, the truth is, you know, that that branding, which is what we're talking about, has been around forever in architecture. Frank Lloyd Wright really was a master of it. He he coined phrases like organic architecture, and he was part of something, and I don't know if he coined it or not, called prairie school architecture, but he did invent something called Usonian architecture. And he obviously wore a pork pie hat and had a cape, and he was a person, and his first name of Frank is for architects. If you say, oh, Frank would have liked that, the architects know immediately it would be Frank Lloyd Wright, not Frank Gehry. Well, Michael Graves was, is, was an architect who dove completely into branding and even made a teapot, the Alessi teapot. And that intensely hyped and for a while cool thing maybe was the kiss of death for postmodern architecture because it was so hyped and shallow and branded without thinking about the reasons why and how and who. It was just looked cool. So looking cool does not is not enough, but it is the start of how architects attract business one way or another. Well, an architect who's attracted a ton of business for the last, I think, almost like me, 40 years, 
um, is David Andriozzi from Rhode Island. Hi, David. Hi. Hello. How are you doing, Duo? Well, David was the longtime president of the New England Institute of Classical Architecture and Art. And he also was around when, when Jeremiah Eck and I and Dennis Wendlick created something called the Congress of Residential Architecture that was incredibly important until it wasn't. And then uh, became the national chair of the American Institute of Architects Creative, no, sorry, Custom Residential Architects Network. The, it's called CRAN. So if you wanted to find that, you, know, you could find AIA CRAN, you'd find out what's going on there. And Dennis Wedlick is actually the president of the New York branch who helped create CORA for us. So there are architects everywhere that have uh, spent their lives and are spending their lives or starting their careers even now thinking about residential architecture. I teach them at the University of Hartford. Well, David is one of them. David Andriazzi is not just a residential architect, but he's also, and, I'm, and I think it's going to be really interesting for me to talk to you about this, Dennis. Uh, David, you're not Dennis, you're David. Um, <laughs> really interesting to talk to you about this thing called, quote unquote, style, and this other thing, which may be the same thing, called brand. So... You've been defining the image of architecture and architects forever. Could you just riff on what you think style and branding is? Um, I mean, st style is is art, and it's 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 the sugar high. It's the thing that we that we love, um, and it goes out of fashion. And all of a sudden, the big wide ties aren't fashionable anymore, but they were beautiful once upon a time. Um, I mean, we've talked about this, uh, I don't know, if together for over 20 years since the beginning of CAR. I mean, the, the problem is that our, the colleges, the glossy magazines, the institutions have all celebrated this sugar high of architecture of what's new and different. And they've let go the reality of the role of the architect, which is to guide the to guide a client into improving the resale value of their investment, and that's the real role of an architect. And art is involved, but there's a lot more involved in the role of an architect. But it it was very easy to slip and become part of sort of. The, the, the get caught with the brands. I mean, it, you mentioned some wonderful uh, examples, but I mean, you can go back and say the international style was a brand. You bet. The, the, the New York Five, uh, which you can explain, which is set all, all of these people yeah. off in 1972, was a brand that people jumped on, including me when I was in college. Sure. Um, and so you have all of these sort of brands that allow people to leverage themselves through sort of, in many cases, art, but it's not Vitruvian architecture always. I mean, Vitruvian hmm. architecture, it, it's three things. It's commodity, firmness, and delight. And in that case, you're talking about celebrating delight only. Um, I, I, I'm a very bad brand ambassador of myself <laughs> because if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see that I've done a lot of work, mostly custom residential, and there is no brand there. The brand is that um, what I do is try and create something be between myself and a client um, yes. that I that couldn't have been created with either, without either with each of us alone. So we create something that we couldn't have created alone. And so every single, for the most part, unless somebody says, hey, I want another shingle style house like that one, but that doesn't <laughs> happen often. But it's usually sitting down and creating something different for them. So I, I don't have a brand and maybe that's why I don't have 75 or 100 people in my office. I'm just, <laughs> I'm pretty small. You know, when you and I die, what do you think our names will be worth? I think mine will be worth about four bucks, maybe. Uh, yeah, I just, I took my first watercolor class last Monday. This could be big. I'm hoping to start a new career. This could be big. Well, yeah. when, 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 I think you put, I think you actually elegantly stated the, the real reality, which is that and I think Jeremiah mentioned this and Ann Martin Peterson mentioned this, 
which is that everybody has a brand, whether they like it or not. You know, no matter who you are, you are you have a, some image in some people's minds. No matter who you are, that that's your quote unquote brand. They're just the way you, people perceive you, who don't really even know you. So that being the case, and given the fact that um, a good architect doesn't sell a product, a good architect helps create a process. That process as, as somehow derivative of a brand is, to me, an oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but you've been so deeply involved in classical architecture. I mean, really to the point of, of I think, championing a way of looking at the world that other people, I think, would call a brand. Tell us, tell us your vision of why classical architecture as opposed to quote-unquote modern architecture the actual embrace of a historical tradition why that creates the delight you would almost expect to be absent uh, unless it was something that was on instagram and was involved uh, caffeine or sugar so I'm st- starting a, a group called Architectural Delight. You know, you started me in all this 25 years ago, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I blame you. So, and this Architectural Delight is going to be sort of exploring that. And the first thing we want to explore that we we want to do is take back the word modern, because somehow mm-hmm. modernism is yep. referred to its international style. That is the disease that occurred, <laughs> and, it, and I call it a disease because it was the stripping down of culture and people and history from architecture for for a purposeful reason to unify the world. It was a flawed concept. So for some reason that somehow that new sculptural Zaha garbage gets called modern architecture. But an interesting fact is that if one of the greatest, most traditional, the greatest traditional architect of the 1800s is Edwin Lutyens. And the most modern if the most modern architect in the 1800s is Edwin Lutyens. And I, I, I had an opportunity to walk through the embassy, British embassy in Washington, D.C. about three years ago, and I was with Tim Barber, and a wonderful architect, and Andrew, Andrew Kogar with historical concepts. These are people that have the most, the highest level of, of you know, classical and traditional expertise. And we walked around with our jaws to the floor because what we were seeing was he was, he was taking traditional and classical architecture, and he'd flipped it upside down. Mm. And we kept saying, I wouldn't let this off my drafting table. That's how wrong this looks, and it's so beautiful. Mm. And to me, I've sort of had this philosophy that understand tradition, understand classical, and then explore the canons. And, 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 the, and it's that exploration is that is what modern architecture is. But it's not some something that you crinkle um, a piece of paper. You crinkle and throw it on the floor and say, "Hey, that's a hockey rink." Oh no, 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 no! That's a winery. <laughs> and so I, I, that's my uh, my crazy thought. Well, what's very interesting about all of this because it basically tries to catch you know this light in a jar, which is this indefinable joy that has been defined as this ambiguous word, quote unquote, beauty by many architects in the last five or 10 years as being the criterion that supplants things like style, the idea that there is a basic human response. And we've had Ann Sussman on this program who has talked about the native human response, the haptic response to everything that is around us. And there are real rules of joy and not joy and, and all the rest. Um, what you're describing is to me the antithesis of brand in that brand conspires control to determine an outcome. And what you're saying to me is, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the world around us, what we see, what we experience is the joy that, or as you're putting it, the delight of, of living in this world. And for us architects, it's architecture. Am I right? I, as part of this process of this architectural delight project, I said, how can I come up with a phrase that is as simple as the word green, which I hate, but as simple as the word green. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, what can we do something that a fifth grader can understand and do a book report on? Mm. And I wrote, what is it about a buildings that make you feel good? 
they're from because they're familiar and friendly and they remind us and relate us to the past nature and the people before us mm. and that has nothing to do with style i didn't mention style i didn't mention architecture i just mentioned that the environment around us you, you has to have a connectivity to the people before it in region and vernacular or guess what? It's going to last 50 years. Your, a piece of architecture is going to last 50 years or 100 years. And at some point, it's not going to be understood and it's going to be ripped down. Right. And so that's sort of how I view architecture is how do, you, how, how do you build in the DNA that connects it to the people before us? Well, you see, that to me is in direct contradistinction to the idea that somehow a brand a scarf that Zaha would wear or a pork by hot, a pork by hat that Frank Lloyd Wright would wear or, or uh, showing the middle finger that Frank Gehry did, that those things actually are the important thing, uh, not the actual process and what is left. So in this last few seconds of, of the show, what would you want to say to people about branding and how they view architects? I think that um, the, mo the most beautiful thing in the world is to work with an architect and create something with that architect and view them as in Britain, they view attorneys. They're, mm. they're going to be your guide. They're, they're going to be your shepherds through the architecture process to make sure that you have something beautiful, bespoke for your family, and maintain resale value when you sell it 20 or 30 years from now. Well, it's great to have you sh on the show at last, David. So thank you so much for being on Homepage Radio. Thank you very much, Duo. So this is Duo Dickinson. This is Homepage Radio. I come on once a month, and, and I want to make one of my central missions in life is to make Rod Richardson happy. And, and Rod, Rod Richardson and, and WPKN have made this place not only a great place, but also an organized, terrific, terrific place. So in this last 30 seconds, right, Rod, 30 seconds, these last 30 seconds that I have, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to WPKN. But also, as you're looking at all this promotional stuff that you see for everything, but even all the architecture websites, the podcasts, all this stuff, realize that in creating, quote unquote, branding, you're dehumanizing the reality of everything that we experience in our daily lives. You're commodifying the things that give you joy. So on Homepage Radio, I hope you find the joy of creativity that we find in every home. Thank you for joining us on Homepage Radio. This is Duo Dickinson on WPKN 89.5 FM.